0: Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and yes, in some cases, even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night monsters lurking under your bed or deep in the forest, that unknown creature lurking just out of sight, frighteningly imagined creatures, ghosts, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, I, well, decided to shake things up a little bit. So, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and, well, have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, my darlings, is always yours, so choose your poison accordingly. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say ghost or haunting, that'll be a single shot. And every time I say Himalayas, that'll be a double shot. (laughs) Alright, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. So, grab your favorite Sherpa. And your overfilled backpack as we jump deep into mysterious ghosts of the Himalayas. Yeah, I was feeling a little bit hot, so thought I'd talk about something kind of cool the Himalayas. Hope you like it. All right. Well, when one thinks of ghosts and hauntings, well, you're perhaps most likely to conjure up images of a dilapidated old house, an abandoned, feral building lonely rural roads or dark sinister forests. Yet it seems that ghostly phenomena are not confined to merely this common notion of what a haunted place should look like. At times there come such cases from the far-flung corners of the world that may not match the traditional idea of a haunting and one of those places is certainly the Himalayas. The Himalayas is one of the most well-known mountain ranges in the world. Located on the Indian subcontinent, the Himalayas are home to nine of the ten highest mountains on earth, including the mega mountains Everest and K2, among others. And while this range may be well-known for mysteries such as the Yeti, it's not a place typically associated with ghosts. Yet, here in the cold wilds, there are accounts of specters and entities just as spooky as anywhere else on earth. So, it should come as no surprise that such a rugged, sprawling wilderness of snowy valleys and soaring peaks has become firmly entrenched in the folklore and mythology of the local peoples. It is also believed to be a place of ghosts. Indeed, the Himalayas have long been seen by the native Sherpas as the realm of numerous spirits, gods, and ghosts. It is believed by the Sherpas that anyone who dies in the mountains here without a proper burial are doomed to forever wander as restless spirits. And such ghosts are thought to be so numerous in the mountains that locals often worry that if someone is late to return home, it means they have encountered one of these lost wraiths, which are sometimes said to attack or even possess the living. There is also a great fear among the Sherpas of dying out in the wilderness on their own, lest they too be denied a proper burial and become one of the damned. If some of the stranger accounts of weird phenomena and ghost sightings in the Himalayas are anything to go by, this may not be so far from the actual truth. There would certainly be plenty of these restless spirits to go around. The Himalayas have long been a magnet for the adventurous, pulling in those brave souls who would attempt to conquer this wild place, push forth into the clouds, and mount its nearly inaccessible peaks. Unfortunately, many of those who push out into these frigid expanses never come back to tell the tale hundreds of people have died trying to climb mountains such as everest and the death rate for trying to climb everest and k2 hovers at around 25 to 33 percent in most cases the remote harsh conditions here have made retrieving the bodies near impossible most of those who die here are doomed to remain their corpses becoming frozen parts of the windswept landscape, perhaps forever, and most certainly not granted a proper burial by any stretch of the imagination. So many bodies litter the landscape here that it's not uncommon for climbers to come across a long-forgotten frozen carcass in the wilderness, especially on Everest's northeast ridge and the bright clothes adorning these corpses have caused this macabre, high-altitude cemetery to be nicknamed the Rainbow Valley. In most cases, there is not much anyone can do for the abandoned corpses they stumble upon here, perhaps offering a small prayer before pushing on into the mountains and their own potential demise, leaving the body to remain there forever preserved in the cold. Sherpas who find such corpses will usually perform a death ritual in an effort to ease the lost souls. Considering all of these bodies and the Sherpa legends, it's perhaps not surprising that there have long been reports brought back from explorers here of experiencing decidedly supernatural phenomena. One common type of ghostly activity often reported from the Himalayas is that of encountering shadowy figures that wander through the hostile landscape. One such account was given in 2004 by a Sherpa by the name of Pemba Dorji, who had been with an expedition ascending Mount Everest. He claimed that as he was climbing in his approach towards the summit, he came across a group of scattered corpses in the snow with one of them actually still dangling from a rope fastened to the rock wall. As he approached the bodies, the Sherpa claims that he was suddenly surrounded by a group of dark, shadowy figures, which approached him with arms outstretched and begging him for food. He didn't stay around long enough to interact with the phantoms, but claimed that he believed they were the spirits of the dead climbers he had found. These alleged spirits are not usually described as particularly evil or malicious, and indeed are most often reported as asking for help, or in contrast, offering it, acting as guides for the lost, warning of impending danger, or giving comfort to climbers in dire situations. In one account from 1975, two members of a British expedition named Dougal Houston and Doug Scott claimed that at one point during their trek, they had been extremely low on provisions and caught up in relentlessly severe weather just below the summit of Everest. Fearing for their lives, they dug a snow hole and waited for the worst. As they cowered there deep in the snow, freezing to death and starving, They claimed that there was suddenly the presence of a third climber in there with them, and that this ghostly form gave advice, comforted them, and talked them through their perilous situation. Such benign presences offering aid have been reported by numerous other climbers from both the Himalayas and other parts of the world, such as climber Joe Simpson, who describes a similar encounter in his book, Touching the Void, which is about his harrowing efforts to survive certain deaths in the Andes. Another apparently benign ghost of the Himalayas is said to be the spirit of Sepoy Harbajan Singh an army officer with the Punjab Regiment who was assigned to duty at the Nathula Pass near the Sino-Indian border in 1966. On October 4, 1968, Singh reportedly slipped and fell into a stream while escorting a mule and was washed away. A search for his body in the subsequent days was unable to turn up any sign of him, and it was assumed that he had died. Shortly after the search was abandoned, one of the soldiers in his unit allegedly had a vivid dream in which Singh appeared and told the frightened soldier that he was in fact dead, after which he explained in detail where his body could be found. Singh had also said in the dream that he was committed to being a soldier and would forever patrol the area before vanishing. The soldier dismissed the incident as just a dream, but had a change of heart when he heard the account of another soldier in his unit who had had the exact same dream down to the location where the missing body could be located. The men then reportedly mounted a search party to investigate the area where Singh had told them where his body was. And sure enough, the corpse was found exactly where he had said it would be. Harbajan Singh, consequently received a proper burial with full military honors. The tale, however, gets stranger from there. In the following days, there were numerous sightings of a mysterious lone soldier on horseback wandering about the area who was frequently seen by soldiers stationed on both sides of the border. This ghost rider was claimed to be the spirit of Singh, who would allegedly appear out of thin air, disappeared just as abruptly, and was said to be able to pass through objects or to travel at superhuman speeds. He also continued his habit of appearing in dreams, where he would give military advice and point out remote areas that had been left unprotected and were open to attack by the Chinese, all of which proved to be incredibly accurate. The legend of the ghost soldier Singh grew until he was honored and respected to the point that a shrine was erected for him, which consisted of a three-room complex where a bed was made for him and his uniform displayed for reverent visitors to see. Caretakers at the shrine have claimed that the bed sheets will often be crumpled as if someone has slept in the bed even though no one was there and that the uniform will often be equally mysteriously moved or crumpled up, and that the boots will often have mud on them, as if someone has worn them outside. This account of a ghostly protector is somewhat reminiscent, in some ways, of the story of Malwan Post, an Indian military outpost that was evacuated under attack by the Pakistanis in the late 1980s allegedly one soldier named om prakash stayed behind to defend the post in the face of the enemy and when the other members of the unit came back after the skirmish it was found that he was still intact that the still intact post was abandoned with no sign of the single soldier who had stayed to defend it and since then the spirit of Prakish is said to visit soldiers in their dreams to this day giving guidance and warning of military threats or impending natural disasters, but nestled in the far interiors of the Himalayas, there is a sleepy, nondescript town, an enthrallingly beautiful, hauntingly mysterious, fatally dangerous, deceptively simple town. Its existence is meaningless for the rest of humanity, except the parts of the said humanity that choose to be adventurous tourists, a terribly small and ill informed segment of the population. Because humanity has always had a ridiculous estimation of the things that matter, and always ignoring the real deal for pretensions. So if you ever plan to visit Abbott Mount, like every good tourist, you surely will Google it. And, Google will promptly inform you that Abbot Mount happens to harbor one of the most haunted places in the country, the Abbey Bungalow. Google will tell you that Abbey Bungalow has a room of horrors called Mukti Kothri, and it will then tell you the story of Dr. Morrison. Abbey Bungalow was the first building to be ever constructed in Abbot Mount, an act that apparently angered the gods on the hilltop, and the wrath of those gods is often deemed to be the reason why no real development ever happened in this region. Somewhere near nineteen twenty, Abbey was donated by its longtime owners for building a charitable hospital. The hospital was a boon for the locals with its clean environment and excellent facilities. This was until a doctor called Morrison joined hospital. Here is where the tale gets a little eerie. Morrison was a self-proclaimed psychic who claimed to be able to foretell the exact day of the death of his patients just by looking at them. One day before the day of his death, the ill-fated patient was sent to a separate hospital ward called Mukti Kothri, which means Freedom Ward. In this Mukti Kothri, the patient would die as predicted by Morrison, and his dead body would be discovered the next day. Many locals believe that Morrison was a fraud and a maniac. He used to conduct crazy experiments on those poor patients and kill them to prove his prophecies right. Locals also believe that the tortured souls of those patients haunt Abbey, particularly Mukti Kothri. But this is what Google will tell you. And this is what the locals will happily corroborate. What Google doesn't know, and locals won't tell you, is that the ghosts are the least scary entities that hide in the Abbey. That the curse that was cast upon the region when Abbey was originally constructed is not just a rumor. That the septuagenarians of Abbot Mount... Sometimes talk about a strange, stormy night of their childhood when the clouds roared like feral beasts and the sky seemed to bleed, lit up by sanguine lightning bolts. The strange night when a nameless stranger walked into town and proceeded to lock and magically ward the abbey to protect Abbot Mount and the rest of the humanity from the evil that lay beneath it. The stranger vanished without a trace. But Abbot Mount was safe, as was the rest of humanity, the curse contained within the warded walls of Abbey. No tourist who steps in the mystical premises of Abbey Bungalow has any clue of the magnitude of danger that they are actually stepping into, because, you see, the walls of Abbey are fragile, and more fragile than those walls are the wards that are protecting Abbot Mount and the rest of humanity from the catastrophic curse. But the tourists still walk in Abbott Mount, unaware of the evil lurking underneath, partly because nobody wants to lose business to centuries-old horrors, and partly because, back in the hills, they believe stories are the keys that can unlock the secrets untold. And one who holds a story in her heart must hold its horrors there, too. It is the curse of a story, the destiny of the one who hears things that are not supposed to be heard. And so, nobody knows what awaits them at Abbott Mount and what they escape when they walk out of it. (laughs) Another very strange encounter in the Himalayas was reported in the 1930s by British climber Frank Smythe. On one of his several attempts to scale Mount Everest, Smythe claimed that he had come across a presence which had approached him. At the time, the climber did not feel that the spirit was malevolent, and he even offered it some mint cake from his provisions. This is already intriguing enough, but later on the same expedition, he would make an even more bizarre sighting. Smythe said that he came across a group of hovering objects which flitted and swooped about. One of the objects was described as being squat and with odd underdeveloped wings, while another was said to have a beak-like Proturbance like the spout of a tea kettle. Smythe would claim that the objects distinctly pulsated as though they possessed some horrible quality of life. And not all encounters with ghosts on the Himalayas are peaceful. Quite strange and rather frightening is the account of Mohan Singh, a resident of the Himalayan village of Bemni. In 2013, a BBC writer on a research trip relayed that Singh had told her a very unusual tale indeed. He claimed that one day he had been out in the forest cutting wood when a mysterious stranger appeared and angrily asked him why he was chopping at the trees. He said that at that point the sky had suddenly gone black and the stranger had violently grabbed at his shirt bizarrely the stranger's fingers were reported as phasing all the way through sing's body as if immaterial the two allegedly began to wrestle and during the altercation the enigmatic man was reported as having changed sizes morphing from the size of a chicken to up to nine feet tall and back again when sing finally broke free and escaped to his village he claimed that he had had a high fever and believed that the spirit had possessed him after which an exorcism ritual was performed. Also rather terrifying is the story of a military post located in the Baralacha La Paz, in the Zanskar range of the Himalayas. One tale tells of a trio of soldiers who were trapped at the outpost for two months when they were hit by an uncommonly harsh winter, during which time no one could reach them for a rescue. When the weather got better and help finally arrived, it is said that there was a hunched-over stranger at the post in the middle of devouring one of the dead soldiers amid body parts, pools of blood, and other half-eaten bodies flung around him. The stranger reportedly snarled and attacked the rescue team, who responded by shooting him down with their weapons. In the ensuing years, other soldiers posted at the site would complain of hearing mysterious phantom whispers or strange voices, as well as screams of agony, and there were occasional claims of seeing the sinister ghostly figure of a man holding a knife. Vehicles passing the remote outpost have also reported being chased by a knife-wielding man who will suddenly vanish as well as soldiers covered in blood standing in the snow, who will call out for help only to disappear into thin air if approached. Skeptics have pointed out that encounters with phantom climbers, ghosts, and other entities in the Himalayas can be explained by the effects of harsh conditions and high altitude on the brain. In such conditions, a combination of weariness, physical duress, being cold and hungry, low oxygen levels, and high altitude sickness can conspire to cause impaired mental function, loss of coordination, poor memory skills, and indeed hallucinations. There is also a phenomenon known as the sensed presence effect, also called feelings of presence, in which the brain creates the illusion of a ghostly presence under conditions of extreme physical and mental stress, such as in the case of mountain climbers. So can these accounts really be all written off as mere hallucination, or is there something more to it? Other reports of strange paranormal activity in the Himalayas seem a bit harder to explain. A particularly eerie account revolves around Polish climber and mountaineer Wanda Rutkiewicz, who in 1986 became the first woman to successfully climb K2. Sadly, the wilderness would finally defeat her when she died in 1992 trying to climb Kanchenjunga. The truly spooky part of the story comes after Rutkiewicz's death when her friend Iwa Matsuzuka supposedly received a call late at night. When Iwa answered the phone, she could hear Rutkiewicz's voice on the other end. Since the climber had been missing, Iwa was relieved and asked her where she was. Rukowitz allegedly replied that she was very cold, but told her friend not to cry and that everything would be all right. When Iwa asked why she couldn't come back, Rukowitz purportedly replied simply, I cannot now, after which the phone went dead. It would be the last time anyone would hear from the climber. The weirdest part about the account is that the call occurred after she had died. Similarly eerie is the case of British climber Julie Toulis, who was another well-known female mountaineer who died in 1986 while trying to conquer the summit of K2, one death of many that had occurred on the mountain in the surrounding months. Toulis had suffered, suffered severe frostbite and an injury sustained from a very nasty fall and died in the frozen waste near Camp 4. Her body, as well as those of several other climbers who also died on the ill-fated expedition were never recovered in 1992 mountaineers thor keeser and scott fisher claimed that they had been relaxing at base camp when they were jolted by a sudden noisy transmission over their radio which allegedly was the voice of a british woman that said camp four to base camp do you read over This was very unsettling, as no one else was known to be in the area at the time, and certainly no one at Camp 4. So, what do we make of such varied tales of ghostly paranormal phenomena from the frigid, vast expanses of the Himalayas? It's possible we may never really know. What we do know from such stories is that accounts of spirits, specters, and ghosts are certainly not limited to the typical image of what such a place should be like. As we can see here, they can pop up in some of the most unlikely of places, and the Himalayas will likely always remain not only a place of breathtaking beauty, adventure, and local myth and legend, but also of strange spectral phenomena That we may never fully understand. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have suggestions for a future show, or you just want to tell me what you think, you need somebody to talk to, and you're bored, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, well, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio, and you know what? Don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my Heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. (laughs) This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.